Neither side will ever believe the other side didn't do it. And therein lies the problem. And then was it done deliberately or by accident by either side? A hospital bombed yesterday in Gaza, killing hundreds. Peace talks now postponed. Trading blame is nothing new in the Middle East. Gaza Health Authority, run by Hamas, says it was an Israeli airstrike. Israel Defense Forces says it was from a failed rocket launch by Palestinian jihadists inside Gaza. We may never know who really is to blame. But in a war like this, it was bound to happen on either side of the border. It just happened yesterday at Ahali Arab Hospital in Gaza City. The well-known medical center has been run by the Southern Baptists and now the Anglican Church. Sitting down for talks is off the table now as Joe Biden was flying in for a summit. The only answer needs repeating. I'll say it twice. Jesus, Jesus. Welcome to Haven Today here on Wednesday. I'm Charles Morris sharing with you the great story that's all about Jesus. And today we continue a series called Israel, Help and Hope. In light of the war in the Middle East, we've been turning to the Psalms this week. As I'm sure you know, these ancient songs were written by various men through Israel's history, and they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. Part of what has made them so influential through the years is the fact that these Psalms describe the full range of emotions that we experience in this life. The book of Psalms is not a place you go to for superficial, carefree music. If the psalmist is feeling despair, he'll let the Lord know. If he fears for his life, he'll ask the Lord to help him from his afflictions. In a moment, we're going to turn to Psalm 27. It was written by King David, and it opens with the famous line, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? But first, I want to talk with Dan Sered with Jews for Jesus. Dan... You've been the director in Israel in the past. You're now the COO for the organization. I'm curious, what have you been praying for during this war? Are you more hopeful that Jews and Muslims will come to know Christ Jesus? Well, first, Charles, thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for your um, your support and your love and your partnership throughout the years. It really means a lot, and we don't take it for granted We've been praying for revival. We've been praying that God would take this evil and that he would turn it around. Um, And the reason why we have this hope and why we can pray that way, um, asking God to do his will, you know, and, 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 and seeing that maybe it will happen is because we've seen God do this in the past. So we can, we look in the Bible and, and we look at one tragic difficult, horrific event after the other that that the Jewish people, the people of Israel have gone through. And we see how God has turned it all around. And and, and, and that gives us hope. (laughs) Maybe, maybe this would be the catalyst that God would use to bring revival. Yes, among Jewish people, among Muslim people in Israel, and, you know, in the Palestinian Authority areas, and in Jordan, in Lebanon, in all over the Middle East. That would be wonderful. That would be amazing. And the only hope we have is found in God. I mean, that's, that's the only way that I know of how to 
make sense out of it and 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 how 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 I know to have some sort of hope and compassion in this very difficult time. Dan Surrett with Jews for Jesus. Thank you for sharing your heart with us. Please stay with me. I want you to share with me a story about an Israeli who has now put their faith in Christ. Once in a while, good can come out of bad. Just in the past week, Jews for Jesus in Israel has seen an uptick with Israeli Jews asking, asking for copies of the New Testament. They're looking for hope and maybe Jesus as their Messiah and Savior. At Haven Today, we're partnering with Jews for Jesus to provide New Testaments and Psalms, along with clothing, blankets, and even food to people displaced by the Hamas attack two Saturdays ago on Israel. Our heartfelt prayers go out to both displaced Jews in Israel and Muslims in Gaza. This is a way you can partner in offering help and hope. Call us after the program and make your gift. Every dollar you send to Israel goes to Israel with help and hope. We don't take a handling fee. Let us know how much you want to send to Israel and how much you want for Haven. We need your help right now as well. We'll keep it separate. Call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN, or visit our website and make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Pray for peace, then give to make a kingdom difference. And now, Haven Today opens with Chris Tomlin and God of Angel Armies. You hear me when I call, you are my morning song. Though darkness fills the night, it cannot hide the light. Who shall I fear? You crush the Always by my side 
It's a song by Chris Tomlin, Whom Shall I Fear? Here on this haven today called Israel, Help and Hope. I'm Charles Morris. In a moment, we're going to turn to Psalm 27. That's where Chris' song came from. But just before that, Dan Sered with Jews for Jesus is still with us. Dan, I asked you to think of a story of a fellow Jew who put their faith in Jesus thanks to your ministry. Do you have a story you can share with us today? I would like to share with you a story um, that is very, very personal to myself and to my wife, Dina. So we served in Israel for um, for over 20 years. We were there and we were serving with Jews for Jesus, of course, but also we had the opportunity and the privilege really to lead a congregation, to pastor a church um, that, that met, that still meets, but we're no longer there. But anyway, that, that meets in, in Petach Tikva, in, in the town that we lived in. One day we had this, um, so this, this church that, that we led was, was called, it's called All Nations Congregation. Okay. And it's, it's an international. We have a Hebrew speaking service and a Hebrew speaking, um, you know, um, ministry and, and, but basically, so it's two church with two services. So we have a Hebrew speaking service and also an English speaking one. And so the, the church itself also serves the international community there. And in Israel, there is, there is uh, quite a bit of uh, German volunteers who come to Israel after high school and, you know, just to volunteer and to serve. And a lot of it has to do because of, you know, the guilt of the Holocaust and what happened there. And some of them are believers and they're really coming to love and serve. And so we had, we had some of those youth, young adults in our church and we loved it. We loved them. They're amazing people coming to Israel to serve. And, you know, so they made our congregation, their, their church for, for their time volunteering in Israel. And one day they, they, they brought with them a girl who was, um, who they got to know through their volunteer service. Her name is Carolina. She she became good friends with them, and she came in. And as we got to know Carolina, we 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 found out that she was actually um, in her childhood. She went to a Messianic congregation up north, um, but because of some family difficulties and tragedy and parents splitting up, she kind of left. You know, as so she remembers attending, but never really got back into it after things that happened in her family and not really believing or following the Lord. But now she came back the congregation and um, we had the opportunity to to share with her and to kind of walk life with her, especially my wife, Dina, who really invested a lot in her, discipled her. Carolina came to faith and committed her life to the Lord and 
Dina and I had the privilege of baptizing her in the Mediterranean. So she was really growing and developing. And the really cool thing about Carolina is Carolina is one of those um, unique individuals who has uh, such a gift in languages. She picks up languages. She speaks like, I don't know how many, uh, Hebrew and Russian, and she picked uh, Spanish. And so anyway, so through her connections with these Germans, she really got into German um, to the to the point that she really... Um, knew it pretty well and while we are you know discipling her she's growing she's serving in the church and whatever she kind of felt the call to go to germany and then she went to germany to uh, perfect her german language studying there and then very quickly started volunteering with our branch in berlin and today she serves as a missionary in berlin with jews for jesus leading an outreach in berlin to reach israelis who made Berlin their home. So that's an amazing story for us because, you know, we all want to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples who make, right? And uh, Carolina is one of those joyous, encouraging, uh, you know, people, person that, that, that sometimes you get the privilege of just walking alongside with, you know? Dan Surrett with Jews for Jesus. Thank you so much for sharing that story of hope with us today. My pleasure. Thank you. This is Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, Israel, Help, and Hope. And now I want us to look at Psalm 27. This psalm was written by none other than King David. He began with some of the most recognizable lines in all of the Psalter. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Do you see how he began? He started his song by reflecting on the Lord, Yahweh. The Lord was David's light, David's salvation, David's stronghold. Starting like this makes the difference. What would David's song be like if he had begun with the army of Israel as my light, salvation, and stronghold? He would have had no assurance of his safety. David knew how volatile human civilization is. The nations that rule the world one day can be devastated the next. You and I know that as well, right? Whether Egypt, Babylon, the Roman Empire, Great Britain, these nations once ruled the world, but now they're just one of many nations, and the Roman Empire doesn't even exist. David knew his confidence should not be placed in kings or horses, but on the Lord. And that's why he was able to sing the rhetorical questions, whom shall I fear? Of whom shall I be afraid? In the following verses, he presents situations that would bring fear to most of us. When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. People living near Gaza might feel these verses in a unique way right now. The lives of innocent people have been taken. Children have been kidnapped. Evil has been seen and experienced in the war between Israel and Hamas. How can they have confidence like David in the midst of these attacks? Well, they can by trusting in the Lord. It is by believing in the Messiah, Jesus Christ, that we're able to have confidence in the face of death and destruction. Why is that? 
Well, it's because the Lord gives us hope beyond the grave. Listen to what David writes next. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. David wanted to dwell in God's house all the days of his life. He wanted to gaze upon the Lord's beauty. But that wasn't possible this side of eternity. The holiest place was reserved only for the high priest, and only that once a year. And even when he would enter there, there would be an abundance of smoke so that the priest would not see the Lord's beauty. He is so holy, and the priest was so sinful that to gaze upon the Lord would mean certain death. But Jesus provided a way. Through his death on a cross, where he was both the spotless lamb, the sacrifice, and the great high priest offering the sacrifice, Jesus made a way, a way for all of us to enter the holiest of holies, the heavenly temple of the Lord. By faith, we will dwell in God's house. By faith, we will see the beauty of the Lord in the face of Jesus Christ. I cannot help but think of our dear brothers and sisters in the Lord who are caught on the gunfire during this war, the missile attacks. They are not promised protection from the fighting. Some have, and some will die during this war. And that is so tragic. And yet in their death, they can experience the greatest delight of their human existence, being in the presence of their Savior, seeing Him face to face, and embracing Him in a place that will never see death again. In heaven, all God's children will be kept safe from the sin of this world. That is our good news. That gives us hope in times like these. Several verses later, David came back to this heavenly hope. He reminded himself and the congregation of Israel, I remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Take heart. Wait for the Lord. When you look at the videos and the articles circulating out of Israel and Gaza, you feel helpless. You feel hopeless. But when we look to the Lord, we know that this is not the end of the story. Our God is just. Our God is good. Our God has promised to bring an end to sin and evil and death. Though we currently see a land of death, one day we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In the meantime, we need to wait for the Lord. The Lord who's never tardy. The Lord who's always on time. And as we wait, let us pray. Pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ, but also pray for Jew and Palestinian alike, for their safety, but most importantly, for their salvation. May they have faith in the Messiah, the faith that David trusted in, that you and I trust in, for it is only in Jesus that we are provided eternal, everlasting safety. My rock, my rock, Lord, you 
Greg LaFollette featuring Andrew Peterson. I will see your goodness. That's coming out of Psalm 127 on this haven today. Israel, help and hope. As the Middle East teeters on the brink of a wider war, we need to keep on praying for peace. We have one listener who for going on 25 years has prayed Psalm 91 every day. Maybe you could join me in praying Psalm 91 every day right now. For the peace of God to rest over the Holy Land. And after that, may you join Haven today in offering help and hope through Jews for Jesus, the largest Christian organization in Israel. Your gift will help supply New Testaments and Psalms, copies of God's Word that are even being read by Jews right now, along with food, clothing, and blankets to those displaced by the Hamas attack. Every dime you send for Israel goes to Israel, not a dollar for Haven. Let us know when you call now how much you want to send for help and hope to Israel through Jews for Jesus, and then how much you want to give to Haven, and we will honor your request. Call us right now, but call us after you pray at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Or do your giving right now by heading over to our website, haventoday.org haventoday.org. And please just know this, whatever you can send will be sent in the name above all names, Jesus Christ, the only hope, the Savior of the world. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. War is brutal. It can be unrelenting. And if you're not near the areas affected, it can be easy to forget. But these past days will be unforgettable for the men and women, boys and girls, caught in the crossfire along the Gaza Strip. The Apostle Paul was a man who knew much difficulty. He gave up his life in order to share Christ with Jews and Gentiles alike. He gives a brief but powerful summary of his ministry, 2 Corinthians 6, sorrowful yet always rejoicing. Let me encourage you to pray about our Christian brothers and sisters affected by war, that this may be their reality. Sorrowful due to the pain and devastation they see, rejoicing knowing their inheritance lies in heaven. Grow in your walk with Christ. Visit GetAnchored.com.